Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Welcome to Growing in Grace. I guess it's my turn to start us off here instead of Cap. We take turns in case uh, people haven't noticed the pattern here that we do on Growing in Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I think some shows like, um, I don't know, TV shows, radio shows, you, you've got your main host and he'll, and then you'll have, he'll, he'll have somebody introduce him or her and then he'll talk. But in our case, it's just kind of like we just co-host the stuff. I don't even like the name host. I don't know. We, we just talk. <laughs> we take turns starting. How's that? And so well, that's what we're doing sounds here. kind of religious. I don't know. Yeah, the host of angels are around the, us. By the way, my name is Joel Brzezinski, and he's Mike Kapler. Of course, you've heard of the Lord of Hosts. To the Lord of uh, Hosts? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess that's what we are. That's just That's a song, right? Yeah. It's just a song someone made up. I don't <laughs> yeah, I think it's in the Psalms. <laughs> Maybe it's based on something in the Bible. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, so what? Where are we going here uh, this week? Yeah. If I had long sleeves on right now, I would roll them up and say, "Let's get going." Let's get but, going. Uh, hey. Let's do uh, it. Okay. Well, spending quite a bit of time on the Sermon on the on the Mount for two guys who have been accused of running from the words of Jesus. <laughs> all we've been talking about is the words of Jesus. In the proper context, which is a big thing. I know it gets overstated, but it can't be overlooked. And so that's what we've been doing. I hope you'll have a chance to go back and listen to some of the programs over the last four to six weeks if you haven't heard them. And then we're going to kind of bounce off of that just a little bit and start talking about what Jesus started talking about uh, with the Jewish people, going from trying to establish their own righteousness under the law and through works of the law, to trusting in the, the righteousness that comes from God. So what did Jesus say to the Jews when he first revealed this to them on the Sermon on the Mount? You know, hey, instead of trying to show off your own righteousness, why don't you first seek the righteousness of God and his kingdom? Do that. And this was new to them. Um, and by the way, even though we mentioned it during those programs, now that we're moving forward with, with righteousness here, it's important to note that uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness does not apply to us as believers today after the cross under the new covenant. It applied directly to those before the cross under the old covenant. Right, Joel? Yeah, because they were seeking not God's righteousness, but their own righteousness. It was through God's law, but it wasn't God's righteousness because it was their own attempts at righteousness. And so there was a big difference there. I mean, did you catch that? You know, you who are listening, there's a difference between my own righteousness, which is by God's law, and that's my own righteousness, whether it's God's law, but it's my own righteousness, my own attempt at keeping it. There's a difference between that and God's righteousness, which is given to us as a gift, uh, and that's so important for us to understand. And and as Paul starts out the book of Romans, where he talks so much about this stuff, I love um, Romans 1, verse 15. He says, So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. I mean, he's ready to preach the gospel, the good news to these wonderful people in Rome. And it's so important what he says here. He says, I, in, in verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Now, why would Paul say that 
today we make it all out to be about, well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel because I'm standing up for what's right. But that's not why Paul wasn't ashamed of the gospel. You see, Paul was a Jew, and he is one who had been following after and trying to establish his own righteousness through what he did, through the works of the law. And then all of a sudden he had this huge revelation in his life, this huge change when Jesus Christ met him on the road to Damascus, and he understood that his own righteousness was filthy rags. His own keeping of the law just wasn't going to cut it. And he turned from his own attempts at righteousness to the free gift of God's righteousness. And that was, among his fellow Jews, that was not the right thing to do. you got to keep on trying to keep the law. And so he had to say, I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see, in that old way, there was no power. There was no life under the law. But in Christ, and he goes on to say, the gospel of Jesus Christ, it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. And uh, he says some more there, Cap, but um, I'll pass it on to you. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, well, it, there you go. I mean, the, the righteousness of God revealed. Jesus talked about it to the Jewish people, although he, he didn't spend a lot of time on it during the, the Sermon on the Mount, but he began to allude to another way outside of themselves. Of course, he was that way. He was the door. He was the narrow gate. He would be the one that would gift us with righteousness, that would allow us to, to bear fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. And, and now Paul talking about what the gospel is. What is the gospel? The, the, that word gospel, for those of us who have been Christians for any length of time, is probably one we've heard a lot, some, a word that we've used a lot. But if somebody asks, what is the gospel? It kind of stops and will make the average Christian think, well, you know, exactly what is the gospel? Well, I mean, it's a lot of different things. Well, you, maybe it is, but you can narrow it down a little bit to one of the foundational aspects, one of the foundational points of the gospel is what Paul said in Romans 1, uh, where the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel, and it's revealed in us. But it's 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 gifted, and Romans is one of those books, and uh, you could probably put Galatians almost in this category, but Romans maybe even more so. Hebrews is another one, but uh, one of those books where it's you, you can't help but divide it up into verses. But it's one of those books where you just like to read it all the way through, yeah. Because Paul, you know, carries the he's carrying the same thought pattern almost from start to finish especially, you know, through the first 10 chapters or so of, of Romans. And, and uh, the, the point is the, the righteousness of God versus righteousness under the law. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and one of the, the things that I've noticed about Paul in the book of Romans is that his focus, again, is the gospel. It is the gift of the righteousness of God, It's as, as opposed to our own works. But he throws a little section in there that uh, it just popped into my head, and I'm going to patent this or copyright it or whatever, but it's Paul's own little Sermon on the Mount from ch Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Uh, through th uh, Romans 3, 
20 or so, where he talks about, he says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. He spends quite a bit of time there talking about what the problem was, about how people in their own deeds were not fitting for the kingdom of God, so to speak, how they were unrighteous, how they were unholy, how in their deeds and in everything about them, they didn't measure up and, and they fell short of the glory of God. And he says all of that. He says all of that to point out that, see, in and of ourselves, we human beings, our own righteousness is not going to cut it. We're not going to make it if we're relying on our own righteousness. It's very similar to what Jesus was doing with the Sermon on the Mount, although he didn't necessarily come out and say, here, this is what the gospel is. It's God's righteousness revealed, like Paul said, but really pretty similar things. And then Paul gets back after saying all of that in, in the second half of Romans 1 and in chapter 2 and first part of chapter 3, he gets back in Romans 3.21 by saying, but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So the law and the prophets talked about this and looked ahead to it, including Jesus Christ. He himself uh, talked about this stuff, pointing ahead to the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. For there's no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, and so on and so forth. That's the gospel. It's God's righteousness revealed as a gift, and it's directly opposed to and, and, and uh, con- uh, contrasted with man's own attempts at righteousness. Well, and you brought an interesting contrast there when, you you know, when Paul said in Romans 1, the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. And then in the next verse, uh, or uh, one or two verses later, for the, ra- for the wrath of God is revealed. So what a contrast mm-hmm. going from the good news, the gospel, where God's righteousness uh, was manifested, it was revealed, uh, and it was uh, revealed in us, gifted to us. But then he, he gives the contrast of the wrath of God being revealed uh, from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. And then, as you said, he, he goes through some stuff there for a chapter or two and then comes to uh, Romans 3 where he says, but now gets back to what he was talking about in, in Romans 1 where the, the righteousness of God was revealed. He, he picks back up on the thought after explaining some things about the, the law and sin. And that's just good stuff that you just read there. Uh, apart from the law, righteousness was revealed. So it wasn't, it wasn't just that God's righteousness was revealed in the gospel, it's that it was revealed apart from the law. And that's, that's a key point to be made. And uh, all that stuff you read there about you know, God giving it to us freely and so forth, it's, it's, it's so humbling to me to be able to experience this, this kind of love that I, I went for many, many years of my Christian life not having a clue as to how all of this came together. Um, I, I thought it was about me and my behavior and uh, things that I did for God and being on fire for God. The problem with being on fire for God is that fires tend to go out and you have to relight them all the time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm done with that stuff. I'm not, I'm not on fire for God. 
I, I don't. It's because when we say those kinds of things, it it, it relates more to the uh, emotional aspects of the Christian life, and and not to take anything away from that, but just understand who you are in Christ and and the identity that has been given to us through Him uh, in in our inner man, because that never changes. Yeah, yeah, that, that's good. I mean, you hear that phrase, "I'm on fire for God," but you're right. Fires can get really bright, but they can also burn out. And what God really wants from us, he's not asking us to be on fire for him. He's asking us to rest in him and in in his fire for us, so to speak. He's on fire for us. God is, and he proved it. He, He so loved the world. He was so on fire for the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is what we rest in. We rest. That's the good news. That's the righteousness of God <laughs> that's been given to us as a gift, something that we could never earn. Because being, if, if it's up to us being on fire for God, that means it's up to us to earn it, and, and we just can't do that. And so as we rest in him, we'll see this. You know, we talked last week about you know, bearing fruit. His work in us, the, the Holy Spirit at work in us is going to bear, is, is going to produce the fruit, and we get to rest in him, and that fruit gets born through us, simply resting in him. That's the good news. And and just like you, Cap, I spent a part portion of my Christian life not really knowing that, not knowing the rest of God and the rest of the gospel, because it was all up to me and my own works. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.